Developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Billions of people have vision problems, and vision is more than 2020. Vision Beyond Sight will help you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Your vision does not define you. You define your vision. With Dr. Lin's new way to look at your life through a new lens, you will be ready to meet yourself and receive visualizations for miracles to come. Welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Good morning, friends. This is Dr. Lynn, and welcome to Vision Beyond Sight. Today, visiting with us is Mike Barber. Today, we're going to talk about his like 50 years of experience in working with eye care professionals. He finds vision people to be people of passion and vision. They know how to take care of many people very well. However, he frequently finds that they haven't taken care of themselves in terms of their own financial future. But let's first start with a little bit about Mike's background. Mike, a chartered financial consultant with close to 50 years of expertise, is highly experienced in increasing retirement income for his clients. His objective is to provide a worry-free retirement with a focus on reducing risks, minimizing taxes, and planning for long-term medical needs. When Mike made a commitment to a career in financial services, he also made a commitment to become a student of the business. Over a 15-year period, Mike earned a Chartered Life Underwriter designation, a Chartered Financial Consultant designation, and a master's degree in financial services. And most recently, Mike undertook the study for retirement income certified professional designation. He's the owner of Barber and Associates Financial Group, which is a registered investment advisor firm. Over his 48 year career, Mike has worked with a wide diversity of people. In his words, quote, people become clients, clients become friends, and friends become like family, quote. Today, his many clients enjoy the flexibility in meeting Mike via Zoom, And one client recently commented, for the first time, I finally understand how my money works. Today, he and his wife both volunteer as mentors with incarcerated men and women, helping them get a fresh start and a new life. They enjoy a wonderful life living in Florida and have nine grandchildren. So, Mike, it's great to finally have you on Vision Beyond Sight. Thank you, Lynn. I've so been looking forward to this, and it's just such an honor to be well, that, invited to uh, share. Well, that's great, and I've had the honor and privilege of already interviewing your son, who who is a um, just a renowned ophthalmologist, and you can listen to his podcast. You know, it was a few weeks ago, uh, but it's so interesting. You know, you have this little niche in the eye care field, but uh, you know, tell us about your journey. How you started from a debit agent to where you are in business today. 
Well, it was, Lynn, almost 50 years ago, and I was in my early 20s, um, had just been laid off from my job because of an economic downturn, and honestly, we were starving. I had a three-week-old son who was Kevin Barber that you interviewed a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. And so I'm out knocking on doors looking for anybody that will give me an opportunity to just earn a paycheck. And I walked into a a well-known insurance company. They interviewed me. They offered me uh, a guarantee of income. And I just said, yes, I didn't have any thought that this might become a career. I just needed to to feed my family. Well, and one of the things that I had heard uh, and learned in starting in the insurance industry is is this. You're in the insurance industry until you pay your first death claim. And then the insurance industry is in you. (laughs) Well, turns out I had that significant event happen the very first week of my employment. I got a call from the local office. They said one of your policyholders in your area Uh, has died, you need to go out and pay the death claim. And we're going to send a manager to go with you. We know this is your first time. Well, the manager and I drove out into a remote part of of the county. It was not at all an affluent area. Uh, We walked into this uh, small home and sat down around the table with his mom and dad who were obviously grieving. And as they told their story, their 13-year-old daughter, walking home after school, had been the victim of a hit and run and was left to die in a ditch. Sitting there looking at that couple was like nothing I had ever experienced. Well, the manager did all of the paperwork. He he gave it to me when he left, and he said, uh, the check will come back. I want you to come out and deliver it to them. And back in the day, it was for a $5,000 policy, uh, which was something many families did just to have uh, a modicum of insurance on their kids. Well, the next thing that happened, Lynn, is that claim got paid very quickly. And I went to the office, I opened the envelope with the check in it, and it wasn't for $5,000. It was for $15,000. And I humbly went up to the office manager and said, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. And she was very kind to me. She said, no, we recognize this is your first claim. The insurance policy is for 5000 But if that person died by nature of an accident, it doubles. And if that accident was in any way related to transportation, it triples. Oh, interesting. Well, I drove, I never heard that. Yeah. I made a trip out to this this home once again. I walked in, I sat down, and I opened the envelope and slid this check across the table and just watched and took it in of what this meant to this family who had just suffered an imaginable loss. And at that moment, the insurance industry got into me. Because being a novice and having no idea I was doing, but yet seeing the impact of what another um, 
advisor before me had come in and helped this family was. Boy, that set my career off uh, in an incredible way. Well, I learned that, the value. Go ahead. I would say that's that's just in a very touching story because we all, you know, we all hate paying insurance, but, uh, you know, our, our monthly dues or yearly, yearly um, amounts for all of our policy. But when you see how they, you know, luckily, most of us never experienced that kind of impact. That's that's what we pay the money for. And to, to hear how you had that experience to really give you the lessons on the importance of impact. Uh, that's, that's kind of a little miracle in the first week, huh? Well, it does. And, you know, I've always had a heart to serve people, but never would have imagined this was a way of service. Right, right. Well, I okay. kept on plugging along. Mm-hmm. A couple of years later, I learned my first lesson from the value of having a mentor. And that's when another um, advisor came to me and had noticed, you know, you're, you're, you're doing well. And he's the one that said to me, Mike, if you're making a decision to make this uh, a career path for you, I would encourage you to become a student of the business. And he explained to me that in the financial services businesses, there's a number of different certification and educational uh, courses that really equip you with the knowledge that you need to help people on a higher level. Well, therein in my uh, little biography, I got to work. It took three years studying on weekends to pass that first certification. And then I went on to get a master's degree and of course, with everything that's changing in our world, Dr. Lynn, education never ends. Sure. And I have, I have found over this extended career, having that knowledge to bring to people to serve them well, because it comes down to people want to make right decisions. And so many times they're advised by people who don't give them the information to do that. Well, I continued on. The second big impact of mentorship uh, came from a man from a software uh, industry, and he worked very closely with financial services. He was a man of deep of value and integrity, and he mentored me. And this is the first thing I really remember that had an impact. He said, Mike, you have to understand, most people feel they have been misled lied to, sold things that they had no idea what they were buying. But when you can bring the truth to people about how money works, then you can empower them to make the right decisions. So that was 30 years ago. And I still work with him and his company. I still use the uh, tools that they give me and feel I have significantly been able to do just what he promised, is when I work with people, I help them understand how money works so that they can make the better decisions. Yeah, it's always the why behind it that's important, not just not just the doing, but if you understand the why, then it's it's an easy choice. It is. And then for all of us, I think regardless of our industry, uh, yours in eye care, just like mine in finance, 
the significant impact in technology. I can't imagine, Lynn, when you first started practicing, what the tools were then compared to the tools that you take for granted now. Yeah, I'll fill that in real quick since you you know a lot about eye care, Mike. When I got out of school, we couldn't even use drops as an optometrist to dilate eyes, much less treat anything. Oh, my. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you hit it right on the head. Things have changed tremendously. Well, one of the greatest tools that's happened has been the technology around the Internet and meeting with people over the Internet the traditional model for any type of financial services was you had to sit down face to face. That's how you learn to build trust with people. You learn to watch their body language and have conversation. Well, I got in very early, well before COVID shut everything down, in learning and adopt, adapting to the technology that enabled me to meet with people anywhere. And the first situation actually happened. Uh, I live in Central Florida, and I had a client ask me, uh, would you be willing to help my brother? Well, I said, of course. Where does your brother live? He lives in Maine. Well, how's that going to work? So I asked, does your brother have the ability to do an Internet meeting? He did. Learn the techniques that are a little bit different when you're using um things like Zoom meetings and team meetings, of how to build trust with people when you're not actually sitting there across the desk from them. And that led into one of my greatest passions today in that a few years ago, I joined up with a large international school teacher organization. Their purpose is they send American school teachers all over the globe to teach internationally. And they invited me to come and be their in-house financial advisor. Wow. And the greatest joy I have, Dr. Lynn, is getting on a Zoom meeting with a 25-year-old teacher. They usually have taught a couple of years here, and they're just off on this great adventure. But they didn't teach them in school about finance. They didn't teach them about how to budget. They didn't teach them how to invest their money. They didn't teach them about retirement. And being able to share that knowledge with somebody on the other end of the globe has been such a blessing. And a part of the giving back that you know at our age is so important is giving back and investing in that younger generation. Yeah, that's what a great great opportunity for you and for them, Mike. Uh, you know, it made me think about when I was in optometry school over 45 years ago, our only, we only had one uh, practice management course, and it was taught by an, a doctor who had lost his business because he didn't know how to run his practice. So that was the only exposure most of us docs had to managing a practice. You know, we knew how to take care of patients, like you said, and, and and treat people and change lives. But when it came to how do you really financially, not just save for retirement, but do the whole financial management of yourself and your practice, uh, you could have 8, 10, 12 years of college and never, never have a course on that. So, so talk to us about how you ended up getting into the eye care industry to help 
docs that just really haven't had the experience or know-how in managing their money or or finances. Well, that that was another delight of my life. Um, my son, the one that I mentioned, that was three weeks old when I started this industry, and and through his life journey, uh, not as many young people, when he started out in college, he wasn't sure what the direction that he was going to take. Uh, he started out as a philosophy um, major and then had the good fortune to go on a mission trip to Honduras. And that was a life-changing event for him to get out of the country and to see how other people uh, across the world lived. And he started to take an interest in doing this a couple of times a year. And I remember many conversations, Lynn, that we had when he would come back from those trips. And I'm so interested in what did you learn? What was the impact? How is this changing your trajectory in life? And I remember the conversation that we had. And, of course, he's in medical school at this time. And he said, Dad, when I go on these mission trips, I see all of these wonderful giving doctors from many different professions coming. And many times they'll come in for a week or two. Maybe they're maybe they are surgeons, but typically they just come with medicines and they bandage and they treat people. But when they leave, they haven't really changed a life. But when I worked first with an ophthalmologist who came on a mission trip and looked at the face of a patient when they could see for the first time because this ophthalmologist had a unique form of medicine that was life-changing to people. And that was what directed my son to become an ophthalmologist. Oh, interesting. And I remember, Lynn, all these, all of these pictures we have in our mind. I remember walking into his office and he had a eight by 10 photograph sitting on his desk. It was obviously um, someone who was living in the jungle. You could tell by the, um, you know, the skin had been out in the sun a lot. And um, I looked at this man's face and his eyes were horribly disfigured. And I asked Kevin, what the heck is this? And he said, Dad, when we go out into the jungle, and it may be a two-week trip or it may be longer, but there comes a day we have to come home. And he said, on this particular trip, I had to, had to leave, had to go board the plane. He said, I walked out of the clinic, and I looked, and as far as I could see, there were people who had walked some for days to get eye care. And the next man in line was the man I made this photograph of, he's the reason I go back. That's truly a passion and what a big heart, huh? It is. But me being coming from a finance uh, education and perspective, I'm so willing and, and wanting to be involved and helping my son make the right financial decisions. Now, he happened to be one of these doctors who had a good business sense. So he ran his, his practice well. And as he was succeeding, 
and asking me questions about, you know, why can't I contribute to the practice plan at the same level as my employees? Well, that's an IRS rule called ERISA. Mm-hmm. That if an employee can put in 25% of their income, but you're making much, much more, they don't allow you to do that. So how do you save for retirement? <clears throat> and another correlation. For many um, people, Social Security provides a significant part of their retirement, but not for a high-income earner. It provides just a fraction of what your retirement needs are going to be. So it was helping guide him in how do you save for retirement at your level and working with him for for all of the years, uh, seeing him succeed and grow in his business and yet learn to take care of him. Right. So, um, you know, we're talking about the eye care industry, but really everything you're saying is going to relate to people no matter what their careers are. You just happen to have a niche, you know, starting with your son and I'm sure expanding to friends and colleagues and all that regarding, um, you know, those are the people in the eye care industry. But when we get back for break, uh, we're going to have a break here in just about 30 seconds, Mike. I'm going to really want to know what, you know, a lot of the common overlooked problems and issues that many professionals um, have, you know, what are we overlooking? And, and then I really want to get into some of the ways that you recommend that we can uh, really prepare for our retirements. So we're going to take a break, uh, get your checks, checkbooks ready, get your uh, paper and pencil ready to take some notes, uh, on how we best can prepare for retirement. Dr. Lynn will be right back after this. Discover the power of the seeing brain, the creator of your true vision. Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's number one bestseller book, Expand Your Vision, helps you see with clarity and gain courage and confidence. Remove roadblocks and visualize your new lens to see and experience your world. Get Expand Your Vision on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Developmental optometrist, award-winning author, and international speaker, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein holds powerful and inspiring conversations with her guests on Vision Beyond Sight in areas of healthcare, wellness, education, sports, and psychology. They share their inspirational stories of healing and life transformation through their vision expansion. Vision Beyond Sight will help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Join Dr. Lynn each week for a new exciting episode, Vision Beyond Sight.
Can your child organize, really organize? Parents and teachers will have practical step-by-step strategies and templates to help get their children organized with Dr. Lynn Hellerstein's Organize It workbook. Increased organizational skills create success and confidence in school, sports, and life. Get Organize It on Amazon or visit lynnhellerstein.com. Welcome back to Vision Beyond Sight. Here's Dr. Lynn. Hi, welcome back. We've been talking to Mike Barber, who's a financial consultant, whose objective is really to help professionals um, find a way for a worry-free retirement with a focus on reducing risks, minimizing taxes, and planning for long-term medical needs. Mike, I have to laugh just before the break. We were talking about getting ready because you're going to talk about what we as professionals often overlook and what we can do for retirement. I mentioned get your checkbook out, you know, like who uses a checkbook anymore? (laughs) You know, so you and I are are looking at our past and, and recognizing how technology has changed both of our worlds and and our paradigm has shifted as well. Um, so let's jump into, you know, what are the common areas that many professionals overlook in preparing for their own retirement? Well, that is that kind of is the question and the issue. And whether I'm talking to an, a highly paid um, eye surgeon or whether I'm talking to a business owner or an attorney or anyone who has reached the epitome of their career, they all are saying the same thing. And what I hear most frequently is, I feel like I'm behind. I've got this wonderful career. I'm making more money than I ever thought. But here I am in my 40s or maybe my 50s, and I just don't see that I'm going to be able to have the kind of retirement lifestyle to to match what my needs are. And I hear from them some of the commonalities. And, and here's what the short list is. For many, especially for the um, doctors, a prolonged education. So in my son, the ophthalmologist, I remember when he called me up at 32 years old and said, Dad, I have my first job. <laughs> All those years in medical school and especially um, the internships that he went through, um, learning everything during that stage of his life. But I graduated from college at 21 and went right to work. So he was a missing decade of working and saving. And the second thing for for many people who have that commitment is they can uh, graduate with significant amount of student loans. And you wouldn't think that would often be the case, but I'm never surprised talking to somebody who says, you know, I'm making half a million dollars a year now, but I'm sitting here with $400,000 of student loans and wondering how in the world am I going to pay those off at the same time, start saving um, for retirement. And And for our listeners, Mike, if I could mention, $400,000 is not unusual. You know, a lot of 
a lot of people who have aren't taking graduate, you know, education and in college more than four years, maybe eight years, maybe 12 years. Uh, it is not uncommon to be in the multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt of student education. Um, yeah. And it's we like, didn't oh, see that back back in the day, did we, Lynn? We sure didn't. But now I look at it as like owning a house without any rooms or doors or ceilings. You know, you got the mortgage with nothing to live in. That's how I see yeah. the student debt. Yet, you're going to talk about, because of all that education, how you've been able to make money and then retire. So continue on. Well, you know, a good financial advisor knows how to crunch the numbers. So if we know how old you are, we know how much you've saved to date, we know how much you're saving, and when you want to retire, it's, fair, it's a fairly easy calculation. How much do you need to be saving to retire and keep in the same lifestyle? 35%. More than a third of your income, if you're starting late, is what you're going to need to commit in order to have that retirement. Could and I stop you for a second and just ask yeah. you to have that retirement in your lifestyle? And I know that it varies greatly depending what your lifestyle is, but give us an approximate range of what a professional really needs to have socked away to be able to retire. Is it 1 million? Is it 10 million? Is it, you know, give us an idea of what, what some of the numbers look like. Well, that's going to depend, of course, on what your retirement um, lifestyle is going to be like. But it's no longer you can get by on a half a million or even a million dollars. Right. So many times the projections say you're going to need three, four, five million dollars if you're going to continue to fund the type of things that you enjoy today. And is that a person or would that be a couple or a family? And I understand there's huge variations, but just kind of a range. Well, typically, um, in most situations, it's a two-income family. And so we do a retirement plan for both. And so several million dollars projected at retirement is not a huge number anymore. Right. Now, one of the other issues, Lynn, that hits um, the people we're talking about is simply taxes. Mm -hmm. Is I don't even have to ask in most conversations, once I understand how much are you earning, I don't have to ask what's your tax rate. You're at the maximum. You're somewhere between 35 and 39% of your money's going out the door in taxes. And then you think, I just lost a third to taxes, and you're saying I need to save a third. How's that going to happen? And then we already mentioned for the people like our doctors who have practices, using those practice plans like the 401k are not adequate. You can't put enough in to generate that money that you're going to need into retirement. So I'm waiting for you to tell us, so what do we do when we don't, um, and if we put in the 401k, you know, what, what are some of the steps that we can be taking here? Well, I'm going to share with you a new strategy. Now, I've written a book, which we're going to talk about, 
The purpose of my book, Dr. Lynn, is to explain and, and give the solutions. If what you're hearing is you, what are the opportunities to do that you can do? Now, the traditional rule of thinking is this. You don't have enough money for retirement. You've got four choices. You can save more. That's the first choice. You can earn a higher rate of return. But understand, if that's your target, you're creating more risk. Right. And the risk for having more is consequently the risk if you lose it. The third one is you can work longer. So if you're targeting being able to retire at 67 and we run the numbers and it says, well, you're going to have to work until 72, but that is a choice. And the least favorable choice is take a reduction in your lifestyle. So those have been the four calculations that we've always had available when somebody's trying to catch up. But with the collision of technology and some of the advances in uh, financial tools available, the solution that I, that I outline in my book is simply this. It's called leveraging your retirement. Now, Lynn, I'd like to ask you a, hopefully not a personal question. Go for it. When you bought your first house. How old was I? Uh, When you bought your first house. Probably around 27, 27, 28, probably. Did you pay cash? No. Why not? I was out of school, had loans. My husband had just started, uh, you know, working a year or two, so we did not have the cash to pay. And I might say we t- were thrilled because we got a 14% mortgage. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got a mortgage. We all get mortgages. It's called leveraging. We get mortgages because they enable us to live in nicer homes than the home we could live in if we only used our cash. And that's just a common concept is you get a mortgage to be able to afford the home that you live in. Well, that long-term concept called leveraging, there are strategies now where you can leverage your retirement. Now the plan, I'm just, I'm just gonna give you the highlights. This particular strategy only requires five years of contributions. And then you're done. The secret sauce is these leverage retirement plans, a third party lender matches roughly three to one your contribution. You don't sign any loan documents. You're not on the loan. These are all done through a form of a trust to protect you and to to protect the lender. But here's the advantage. Using that leverage, using a match to boost your retirement earns you back 60 to 100% more than if you put the same amount of money into, for example, your 401k, if they allowed that. 
So it is the power of leveraging. Now, these plans, only 1% of Americans can qualify for them for the simple reason they're designed for people who are making a lot of money and have the capacity to save a lot of money for a short period of time in order to catch up. So can you break that down, Mike? Give us an example of how that really works. Well, a typical contribution is anywhere from $50,000 to $200,000. Now, remember, your contribution, Lynn, is only five years. So let's say, let's use an easy number, 100000 You put in 100000 for five years. That's 500000 Now, for the first five years, the lender matches. You put in a hundred, they put in a hundred. At the end of five years, your commitment has ended. The lender then puts in your hundred and the matching hundred. So they're putting in 200,000 for an additional five years. Uh, let's get now back. The, will you clarify that? So you put in 100, the lender puts in 100, we're done with the five years. And now and then, there's another, the funding time, Lynn, is 10 years. Okay. Yours is just, you're in for the first five. And the then the lender keeps, yeah, so then the lender keeps putting in money. The lender keeps putting in. Now, the plan then, after the lender has completed, so in this case, they put in 200000 for five years. That's a million dollars. They put in 100000 for the first five. So they put in a million five, you put in 500000 Now, once the lender has completed their contribution, the plan just sits and invests for another five years. At that time, the total plan has earned enough money to pay the lender off. And the plan is now yours. But here's how you benefited. You earned two returns you earned all of the return on your money. The lender's contribution that was added, you earn a return on that minus the loan charges. You're gonna pay them interest. And the way the money is invested, you're earning more than the cost of the loan. That's very interesting. Um, if I could ask you, how's the money invested that it's secure or, you know, fairly risk-free, uh, risk-free so that you end up with enough to pay off? Well, this is one of the debt. best, this is one of the best parts. Again, we're back to technology and we're back to how I started in the life insurance business. 
No, I left the life insurance business after 22 years and became an advisor. But there is a hybrid type of insurance that has an underlying guarantee. You can't lose the money that you put into it. Your return is based on an index. Now, a common index is like the S&P 500. Right. So here's an example. Index earns 8%. Loan rate is 4%. You keep the difference. <laughs> you make 8% on your money. You make the difference in 8% in what the bank charges on their contribution. In this example, you make an extra 4%. Now, on a large contribution, such as we're speaking of, Lynn, that ends up to being a lot of excess. Mm -hmm. And utilizing the IRS rule that this is a life insurance hybrid product, when you take distributions at retirement, those distributions are tax-free. Oh, that's interesting. Now, the contributions are not deductible. But remember, this high-income earner can't invest and deduct them anyway. You can only put into qualified plans what the IRS allows, and it's not a lot. Right. When you're earning at that high level, as you know. So, Mike, is there my book? I have a, a quick question on that. If it's the money is then taken out as a distribution, is there a death benefit or, you know, what if you die in your first year of retirement? You had a whole bunch of money socked away there. Yes, there is a death benefit significant. And the calculation simply run. It doesn't matter at what point that you died. Life insurance death benefits are always tax-free. So your family receives a tax-free death benefit. They can then invest that for the future. And Mike, we only have about two more minutes left. Um, so I want to make sure that you close on this. What else you would like to tell our listeners? Well, this concept is is fairly new, as we said, because of technology. It came into the marketplace about 10 years ago. Most advisors are not aware of it. Mm -hmm. But that's why I wrote this book, Wealth Beyond Taxes. And that book is available on a complimentary basis. Lynn, all of your listeners, all they have to do is go to your website, and when you post this podcast, it'll have the link to my website or to my profile on LinkedIn. They can go to either place, request a book. We'll send it out to you. If the concept interests you, then I'll be glad to have a conversation. And that's great. And for our listeners, all this information will be, uh, I do post on my website, but it'll be on the show notes of each podcast as well. And and so, Mike, uh, I thank you so much. This is fascinating um, and uh, creative as to how we can really plan ahead. And especially, I see it, you know, I'm sure you advise young couples to start saving early so they don't run into a crunch necessarily. 
but especially if you're in a field that requires long-term education or financially, you just haven't saved. I really appreciate you uh, really teaching us about a, a new concept uh, that's available to really help set folks that are able to afford this and have a plan to uh, live a, a worry-free financial retirement. So, Mike, I thank you so much for your time and, and appreciate your expertise. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Dr. Lynn. Okay. And to our listeners, thanks uh, for your listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining us today on Vision Beyond Sight. Join Dr. Lynn Hellerstein each week to help you find clarity in your functional vision and expand the power of your seeing brain to gain courage, confidence, and success in your life. Remember, your vision does not define you. You define your vision. For more information and find additional podcasts, visit lynnhellerstein.com. See you next time on Vision Beyond Sight.